Good evening, world. This is the podcast, Ask for Ask, and your host, Lauren Cattell. I think I was all over the place a little bit yesterday, but I'd like to think I got some good nuggets out there. I apologize. Um, as I'm sure many parents out there will understand, the teenage years are lots of ups and downs, and as much as they kind of look like a little adults when they're talking to us and they're in front of us, the reality is they're still kids, and they... They still need mom and dad, even when they adamantly say that they don't, and they're most vulnerable and sad moments. So I was needed the day before, and I kind of wasn't in a really good headspace the day after. So I'm I'm in a better headspace today, and we're gonna try and get to some better stuff. But we were covering, <clears throat> excuse me, we were covering some really good places to start from. Yesterday was chock full of exercises that you can do on your own, whatever the end result is that you are trying for, to act as if without blowing the bank, without endangering your own uh, source of income, whatever it is at the moment, um, you know, without doing too much. All right, we've been over this before and we'll go over it again. It's not necessarily that you are, how do I say this, accomplishing Okay, it's not necessarily that the act accomplishes something great, grand, or fantastically gear-moving in the direction of where you're going. It is the act of doing something itself. Okay, and we've gone over this several times also. You can't have one without the other. I've mentioned before that I've used manifesting this year. Basically, I manifested my entire way through 2020. I fixed my relationships and my family. Uh, I manifested all the money that I needed. I manifested um, all the necessary components for me to sell my house at a prime number instead of what I would have just walked away happy with. Or not walked away happy with, but what I could walk away with instead of the most that I could get out of it. And you can tell the difference in the activities when you're doing them. All right, when you're manifesting that stuff into your life, it goes smooth as butter. And when you encounter obstacles, you recognize them for what they are. All right, so I manifested my way through 2020, but when you understand manifesting, it's the action, it's the preparatory action and the end result. Okay, so when I sat there and I said I fixed my relationships, the manifesting opened the door for communication. It gave me more opportunities to to have meaningful conversations, to to get to the truth and the bottom of things. I still had to be listening and kind and considerate and willing to admit to any mistakes that I had made on my end. It's not a I'm going to manifest my way through all my relationships and I'm still going to act like a dick. No, that does not work. Okay. You have to do work on your end. The universe will set up everything else. You still have to do the work on your end. So we went over some fantastic exercises over the last few podcasts of how you can act as if without blowing the bank. And so that you can tell the universe in, in, instruct the universe, hey, no, this is exactly where I'm going to be going, and my belief is so strong, I'm going to do this, 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 and this to get ready for it. 
and the universe will come back and say, Okay! We'll let you know when it's ready! It's that easy. It's that easy, and yet at the same time, so unbelievably difficult, because nine times out of ten, people get so down on themselves. And to put it in another way, we get so wrapped up in the pain of whatever the situation is causing, and as silly as it sounds, we'll actually fight to hold on to that pain. Oh, I, I did this so I deserve to be in pain. Or, or this happened to me, oh, I, de I deserve that. How many times have you sat there and said, oh, no, I, I don't want to feel better. Let's, let's take a breakup situation, right? Let's say that the person... Let's say that the person that you, um, you know, were going out with was... That was the one. You had that person. You were thinking of all of your future together, of watching them, you know, grow up and mature, of what they were going to look like with your kids, how many kids, why picket fence, the house, all that stuff. And then one day they tell you they've gotten feelings for someone else. Okay. Now let's go back and we'll add an even bigger layer onto that. We'll say this is the first person you ever felt that way about. And you're really shy about meeting new people. That might have just been life ending right there. Not that, of course, that it is, but that's how you feel. Oh, woe is me. My life is over. I can't imagine myself with anybody else. No, I don't want to feel better. I'm just going to miss this person until the end of time. Type thing. Now, anybody that's gone through a couple of breakups, to them it's old hat. Well, let's just, let's just stay with this example for a minute, okay? You're going to sit there and you're going to cry for a few days, probably a week, maybe a month, depends. And then at some point, you're going to get sick of crying. You know, five stages of grief and all that. And then you're going to go about your life. And then you're going to figure out what life feels like on your own without anybody else in it. Maybe you work on yourself a little bit more. Right. You can't see it when you're that close to it, but the most striking component of so many of these painful situations, especially in the emotional realm, like purely in the emotional, like you're having a relationship with somebody else, or it's a relationship at work, or it's a relationship familially, like it's a husband, as a mother, or husband, wife, uh, son, daughter, brother, sister, uncle, that kind of thing, right? And we sit there and we say, no, I don't want to feel better.
Don't beat yourself up for that either, please. I am going to get around at some point to making a recovery and uh, worthiness, just a seminar for women to get over the loss of a child. Same thing. Same sentence. And I'll tell you a, a hint. I'll give you a hint. The reason why it sounds so familiar. It is infantile. That kind of language. Nope. I don't want I don't want to be better. No, I don't want to be better. I don't want to feel better. Because it strikes back all the way to your childhood, trying to find something to measure it against. Part of your actions when you get hurt like that will be a little childish to start. And that's okay. That's okay. I know that's really, that might be seeming a little off topic considering we're trying to manifest happy happy thing things but you also have to acknowledge not necessarily dwell in but acknowledge all that you have been through you deserve to acknowledge all that you've been through and then hold your damn head high because despite all of those things that felt like they were going to end you that the sky had darkened forever and you were in so much pain and you are still here. You kick ass. Don't you dare think that you are any less capable of doing what I'm telling you you are capable of doing simply because you have been hurt in the past. And I don't care what level of hurt it was. You just, you still deserve better. Alright, so. I know I got a little off of topic there, but, um. Good examples, right? One of the most amazing things, one of the most striking and painful and sad, depressing realizations I've had on this journey is that when you've gone through several layers of pain or an emotional event that causes life upheaval you will actually sit there and fight to hold on to that pain instead of letting it go let it go not because the other person deserves it, but because you deserve peace. I don't know who needed to hear that, but somebody needed to hear that today. So, <clears throat> all right. So we've. This is basically the chapter of as if, and today we are going to continue with the power of your words. So, oh, excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, I'll sit there. All right, before we get any farther, my shout out to the restaurant industry, all my guys and gals out there in Foodland, 
Thank you for all you do. Thank you for all you've done. I know the restaurant landscape is changing drastically. And I don't know what's ahead. But whoever is listening to this from the restaurant industry, I know that you guys are the most adaptable on the planet. You just have to give yourself permission to be adaptable outside the kitchen. You know you're smart, you know you're strong, you know you're quick, you know you're nimble. Don't let yourself dwell or wallow in feelings of overwhelm and stress. Please don't do something you can't take back. Don't quit. Don't quit. All right. So, power of the power of your words. Before we go any farther, I just want to recap really quickly one small thing from yesterday. And just as when you go and you exercise, right? You don't just exercise once and say, I'm done. I will now have flat abs, or just be rock solid abs and chiseled arms for the rest of my life. No, that's not how it works. In order to stay fit, you go to the gym every day, right? You must be consistently active, repeatedly behaving as if your dream is already a reality. Alright, so the power of your words. There's another type of action that some books address in their entirety, and it is your word. Your word is thought crystallized, taken to another level in specificity and clarity. You may think 60,000 thoughts each day, but the number of words you speak pales in comparison. And your words often reflect the thoughts that you most intensely believe in. You may think thoughts of abundance, thoughts of abundance, to me, lots of thoughts of abundance. But if you also have dominant beliefs in scarcity, you'll likely hear yourself saying things like, good paying jobs are hard to find. The beliefs of yours that are the strongest will ultimately muster up the most powerful thoughts you think, determine the words you speak, and eventually manifest the life you lead. So that's a good way of actually describing manifesting in the slow. Alright, first it starts off as a thought, then that thought, once you've gotten enough energy behind it and mass, as it were, even though a thought doesn't have any mass, but follow along here. Alright, mass in this instance, excuse me. Sorry, I had to sneeze. Um, that's a good way of slow explaining manifesting. First, it starts off as a thought, then it goes and manifests into words. And I was talking about how it, um, it, a, a word, once it's manifested into word, is basically a thought that has accumulated mass. Mass in this instance isn't necessarily 
um, material or matter. It is the volume of thoughts that are of like mind associated with it. Excuse me. So how to explain this, perhaps in more layman's terms, it's the words you speak are representative of the thoughts you think about the most. So he, he um, sits there and uses the statistic, we have about 60,000 thoughts per day, right? If you're sitting there and you're trying to manifest abundance, but you're only thinking thoughts of abundance and you're not speaking them, and your internal belief is more aligned with, well, money's hard to come by, or the only way to earn, a paycheck, earn money is through a paycheck, and I have to climb the corporate ladder in order to make it, or rich people suck, or rich people are evil, or any of those things. The more like thoughts, so let's say out of that 60,000, 1,200 of them are towards scarcity. Okay? And you've only got 300 towards abundance. Yes, positive thoughts do outweigh, but once it becomes words that come out of your mouth, you have begun the first part of manifesting, right? The thought has now become something else. It has become a word. It has become a string of words that come out your mouth. You have now added extra energy to those thoughts of scarcity. This is why it's very important to watch not only how you speak to other people, but how you speak to yourself. Okay? So I just wanted to put that in there real quick. Alright, so it's as if your words are the thoughts you've selectively brought down to earth to show the light of day, based upon the beliefs that gave them rise. So So they lead the pack of your other, as yet, unmanifested thoughts. Your words, like the actions they are, can be broken down into two types. Those you speak somewhat spontaneously in conversations, the words that mirror your beliefs, and those you deliberately choose, such as affirmations or mantras, that can begin installing new beliefs. So, two types. The spontaneous stuff that comes from just default mode, right? Where your beliefs are running things in the background. And then, deliberately chosen. Now, he goes and sits there and says affirmations or mantras, but deliberately chosen words could also be you becoming aware in the instant of the words that you're saying and deliberately choosing something else. Not necessarily an affirmation, not necessarily a mantra, but just catching yourself. Like when you go to the store and you pay for something and it's a really high bill and you just go, Whew, so, man, I'm so glad I'm rich. I'm not sure you could call that an affirmation or a mantra, but it is you trying to install new beliefs by changing up what you say when you, when you would normally say something else. So I just wanted to put that in there. And just to recap, really, really, I mean, this is like a, a very eloquent sentence and I love it very much. Your word is thought crystallized, taken to another level in specificity and clarity. Okay? If everything gets manifested from thought, word 
is the next step in manifesting from thought. From thought goes to word, from word goes to deed, to deed goes to action. Or deed is action. Action turns into things. Okay? Alright, so, exposing your beliefs. The first type, words spoken spontaneously, provides an excellent roadmap to your beliefs. Which is why I always strive to pay close attention to everything I say. When we listen to ourselves as we converse with others, we can catch ourselves espousing our beliefs, as was true about observing our actions. For this reason, it could be said that our words are simply our thoughts that will become things the soonest. But by following those words back to the beliefs that they were drawn from, we can begin identifying which ones either support or deny our dreams. Can't argue with any of that. Sub here, one second. Creating new possibilities, type two. Words that you deliberately choose, such as affirmations, can be an amazing tool for installing new beliefs and attracting new thoughts and ideas that are in line with your dreams. Affirmations are not only helpful in installing new beliefs, but like our acts of faith, they can also help us make strides in eroding invisible limiting ones. In case affirmations, which are sometimes also called mantras, are new to you. They're simply short, empowering statements that you repeatedly say to yourself. An example would be a statement such as, I am surrounded by wealth and abundance. Or instead of abundance, excuse me, wealth and abundance, you might choose friends and laughter. Anything at all that you want to be surrounded by stated as if they already surround you. There is no format, and there are no magic patterns. It's just a short phrase or two, or three, that you repeat again and again, usually out loud, but sometimes silently. Using affirmations and mantras is actually a simple form of self-hypnosis, because by repeatedly saying and feeling what you want to experience emotionally, as if you were already there, as opposed to repeatedly stating your desires such as, I want XYZ, I want XYZ, I want XYZ. You create an energy that gives them and their related thoughts more permanence and credibility in your own mind. Mm. So the distinction, uh, I had to read that again. Instead of, I want this, I am surrounded by this. Okay. Wanting means it's always in the what? Future. Never, ever put want in your affirmation. I never, I want that house. I want that car. I want that person. I want these friends. Never put wanting in your affirmations when you're crafting them, if you're making your own at home. Okay. Again, acting from the end result, how would it sound from the end result? Well, it sounds like this. I am surrounded by friends with friends and laughter. 
or I am surrounded by wealth and abundance. I am surrounded by highly intelligent mentors. I am surrounded by friends that are pushing me to heights I didn't think I could reach before. Now when I change that one up, just put pulling off the top of my head. I am surrounded by opulence. Ooh. Okay. So. Okay, so saying that you're surrounded by using, using affirmations and mantra because by repeatedly saying and feeling very very important to put in there saying and feeling you can't just have one without the other you're creating an energy that gives them and their related thoughts more permanence and credibility in your own mind. And I hope you noticed that I did just use the word feeling. Because without feeling the things you're saying, there's little point in saying them. There must be emotion, or these words and their related thoughts won't be able to compete with all your other thoughts vying for your emotional support, be it through fear or happiness. By feeling the emotion of the words you speak, you magnify the power of the thoughts behind them, and you intensify the beliefs you want to embrace. <clears throat> By feeling the emotions of the words you speak, you magnify the thoughts behind them, and you intensify the beliefs you want to embrace. Really get into the words you choose and listen to yourself as if you were listening to some higher authority telling you about the way your life already is. Apologize for stopping so much. Apparently I did not have enough coffee this morning. It's been a stressful last few days. Let's just put it that way. So I'm not bored with the material and I always get the feeling that that's how it's coming across whenever I yawn. I apologize profusely. I'm not. This is the stuff that really gets me excited. It's just been really, really crazy around here. All of our sleep schedules are way out of whack. I'm not getting the rest that I need because I'm also not doing enough physical activity to counter off all the sitting around that I've been doing, waiting for things to happen, and then interspersed with these few days every so often of stupid amounts of hustle and then it can go for like a week to two weeks of doing nothing at all so please I apologize if I keep stopping it's so that I can yawn in the background or sneeze in the background allergies are also kicking my ass it's a spring love play all right so excellent points here and I really wanted to really wanted to draw this one out okay affirmations are great and he's right it is a, a simple form of self self hypnosis okay whatever it is you repeat to yourself 
over and over again is what you will start to believe, period. It doesn't matter if it has any basis in fact or reality. It has, I'm going to say that one again, it does not make one iota of difference whether or not those words are based in fact or reality. You are reprogramming yourself. Again, this is one of the most important things to ever realize. If you're not the one programming your brain, somebody else is. Make sure you limit. I cannot stress this enough. Make sure you limit social media, mainstream media, any type of media. Sorry. Because most of it ends up being negative. Okay. You really need to limit the negative media content from whatever source it comes from. And unfortunately, on social media, even if you, let's say you belong to some, you know, really awesome groups and they provide some happy, happy, joy, joy every once in a while, but you're scrolling through, oh, this thing happened in this suburb and the president said this thing and international relations with this people are getting worse. And you're still scrolling through, which gives your subconscious even a second's worth of attention of there's something negative happening. Okay. The big guys, they don't watch the news except for like finances. They don't watch the news. Dean Graciosi, one of the biggest names on the planet, he has not watched the news in a decade. Doesn't matter who the president is, doesn't matter what's happening internationally, doesn't matter what's going on, he doesn't watch the news, period. Some people might have just fallen out of their chair listening to that. Alright, never mind the more recent uh, hoopla surrounding fake news, misinformation, all that crap, okay? Media is designed to get you to pay attention. They do that by putting all of the most horrific stories on the front line and keeping them there. That's how they get your attention. And it creates a very, very warped view of the world that's not accurate in any way, shape, or form. Okay? They do it to get your attention. And they do it because that's the most surefire way of getting your attention is by putting negative news. Alright? The catchphrase, if it bleeds, it leads, is older than I am. And I'm almost 40. Alright? They figured that out a long time ago. Why am I going so much over this? Because I want you to understand something. When he sits there and says, by repeatedly saying, it's self-hypnosis. Okay, by, excuse me, by repeatedly saying and feeling. They put negative news stories out there front and center because it elicits a negative emotional response. You feel sad, you feel depressed, you feel guilty, you feel shame, you feel whatever. But it grabs your attention like nothing else does. And it grabs your attention emotionally. So what are you doing? You are now watching a basically hypnotic suggestion that the world is doom and gloom. 
And if you watch that too much, it becomes rooted in your head that the world is doom and gloom. Okay? Be very selective. What you listen to, who you talk to, the kind of stories you hear, because you are programming yourself, okay? It doesn't take much, and if you're not aware, it's doing it in the background. It is in instructing your beliefs or creating new ones if you're not careful. All right. wanted to point that out because it's really really important just watch how much you're spending okay there are I, I wish I had the time I don't to share with you the last the, the, the body of the last 20 years that I have spent reading up on this stuff. I stopped listening to everything except for the weather report about the same time Dean Graziosi did. I can't watch it. I won't watch CNN, MSNBC, USA Today. I won't watch any of it. I won't. I don't subscribe to any news channels. I don't care. I don't care if it's Fox. I don't care if it's MSNBC. I don't care if it's PBS. I don't. Because I know just how easy it is. Goodness. I know just how easy it is to program your mind to something you don't want. Alright? In a one-to-one setting, it can take, on average, just three hours. In a cultural setting, it can take as little as three months of the same type of non-stop uh, news coverage of some sort of something or else. Three months. Three months of just casually watching the news. That can be very, very, very destructive to your own personal well-being as well as anybody else's. Alright. So we're going to finish off this, uh, little bit because we're getting a little long here all right so he admits here i have never been very consistent with using affirmations myself but sometimes i go through spells but i'll use them a lot i think that one of the tricks with using them is mixing them up and not being too methodical not using the same ones again and again because they lose their freshness with too much use and the words begin to sound hollow I can agree with that. Although there's two thoughts to that particular vein. Um, you still have to keep it within the same... Uh, I hate to use the two words same, uh, back to back. In the same vein. All right. I'm surrounded by wealth and abundance. I am surrounded by riches. I am surrounded by opportunity. Or I'm surrounded by... Wealth and opportunity. Change it up a little, a little bit every once in a while. Or I am very grateful to be surrounded by wealth and opportunity. I am very grateful to be surrounded by riches. I am so very grateful to be surrounded by wealth and, and providence. Whatever you want to say it. 
change it up a little bit. Don't use the same one because then it just sounds like and becomes a chore. I am surrounded by wealth and abundance. No, that doesn't work. All right, along those same lines, something that's always helped me in choosing affirmations is to use language that has personal meaning for me. For instance, when we first started Tut, or Totally Unique T-shirts, I lived for over a year without a paycheck, and my spending habits were generally very, very frugal. But when we first started getting some consistently large orders, I noticed that when I had personal spending decisions to make, ranging from groceries to vacations, I started to hear myself thinking and saying, it's okay, the money's coming in now. I hadn't formulated those words to be meaningful, but I heard myself thinking them involuntarily, and they gave me comfort. They were naturally chosen, and they signified that I believed I was achieving a certain financial freedom. So in subsequent times, whenever business slowed or cash was tight, I recalled my prior little mantra and would start deliberately saying to myself, it's okay, the money's coming in now, over and over again. Whenever we want something, an event or thing, to come into our lives, it's obviously because that event or thing is not currently in our lives. And the trick is that we must begin thinking and acting as if it were already there. We must talk of it as if it's already there. And while saying such things seems a bit crazy, that's the way it works. That's the key to living your dreams. You must live them first, at least in your thoughts, in order to manifest them. Words are simply our thoughts that will become things the soonest. When I go jogging, I often begin a mantra, usually spoken in whisper, that affirms my body's health, and I use each step to create a beat or cadence to my running. I say something like, my heart is perfect and healthy. Then I'll say my lungs are perfect and healthy, and then my kidneys, and then my skin, and my eyes, and my blood, and everything I can think of. Other times when I'm jogging or driving, I'll verbally give thanks. Thanks for my life, thanks for my dogs, for my perspectives, for my wealth, for my peace of mind, for my divinity, for my car, for my family and friends, and just as often for things that I do not yet materially have as if I already have them. And we will come back tomorrow with why gratitude rocks. Obviously we've gone over gratitude quite a bit. We went over an entire book on gratitude in The Magic from Rhonda Byrne. But gratitude itself is such a powerful thing. And without being grateful for what you have, you're not very likely to get very much more. Alright, so we went a little long today. It's already 39 minutes, some odd seconds. But that's a fantastic little one. And I have to... Not that I don't already agree, obviously. The stuff that he's saying is fantastic, but it's okay. The money's coming in now. It's okay. The money's coming in now. Just saying that to yourself breeds a little bit of relief. It's okay, the money's coming in now. It's okay, the money's coming in now. It's okay, the money's coming in now. 
And I will admit, I don't even know if I said those same words, but I do recall myself saying something similar whenever I would go to the grocery store or make a purchase or I came across a problem and before I would have an issue paying for something, right? I would find myself saying something similar. It's okay, I have more than enough. You have more than enough, stop panicking. It's okay. Kind of like you, the adult you, internally are giving a pep talk to the child you still inside. The child you being the you that's running off of all the outdated beliefs in the same way that a child would. Something start, uh, startles those beliefs and what do you do? You panic. In the same way that a child panics. So it's perfectly okay and I will when, uh, argue perfectly healthy to pep talk yourself as it were. You don't have to call them an affirmation if you don't want to. But when you find yourself in those situations and you're worried and you're stressed and you can feel your blood pressure rising, it's okay. It's okay. You've got plenty. It's okay. You've got more than enough. It's okay. Just as you would try calming a child. The reality is we are, even though we're the energy underneath, we are complex beings. This wonderfully, um, this wonderfully 3D meat suit with a skeleton, you can call it an organic AI controlled <laughs> spacesuit if you want, I'm not sure you want, whatever you want to call it, but you are the soul inside and the body Basically, you can call it AI controlled. You have a brain, it has a processor, it's got its own built-in computer system that learns as it grows. And yet somewhere inside, our childlike selves still, say, still stay childlike in some ways. It's kind of like the rings on a tree, emotionally. Inside is still the young tree. And as you grow older, all the years pile up on the outside and, you know, just as the tree grows tough bark so that it can weather storms, but with the young tree still inside. Okay. You still have all the advantages and knowledge and skills that you've learned growing up, but inside there's still something that remains childlike. And it's perfectly okay for you to sit there and pep talk that child whenever those beliefs come roaring their heads around. Oh no, you can't afford that. No, 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 I can't. It's okay. It's okay. We have more than enough. There's more than enough. Money's coming in now. It's okay. And just reassure yourself. All right. So we will come back tomorrow with why gratitude rocks. As if we didn't already know that. And we will get in our two-minute brain break. And as we've gotten just a little bit long, we're going to keep it simple today. 
we're just going to take a two minute break from reality. So go ahead and get in a little stretch and do a little wiggle and we'll get that in. And I'm going to get a sip of my coffee. Let your awareness settle into the space. And Open your eyes. Alrighty. Sorry we got a bit long on that one, guys. I go where the inspiration takes me. Sometimes that takes it long, sometimes it makes it short. I do know somebody needed to hear that today. Maybe just one part of it, maybe all of it, I'm not sure. Hell, maybe somebody needed to just hear that sometime in the future when they come back and listen to this particular podcast, and I don't even know it. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up, and thank you. Thank you for coming. 
Have a fantastic rest of your evening. This is the podcast, Sassafras. Good night.